Hello and welcome to podcast 850,001. How is everybody doing today? I hope you're all doing well. Go grab a drink, get a snack and settle in because it's podcast time. I'm joined by my co-host Casper. Hello Casper. How are you today? Hello, I am okay. It is very, very warm. Um, up, up, Upstairs, it is roasting in my bedroom. Yeah. And I do kind of hate it. Mm. But other than that, I am all well and good. Thank you very much. Um, good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, it's really warm here. It's been getting, um, it's been getting warmer, I'd say, because uh, of, because, because, because it's sort of the last hurrah before fall and everything, or autumn. I don't know why I said fall. We're not Americans. Um, yeah. Um, podcast. What do we do here? I forgot. It's been a long time since we've had the podcast without a guest to sort of direct yeah. questions at. Um, um we just yeah. had a conversation. Yeah, what's what do we do? What do we do? With <laughs> um so in entertainment news, should we start off with uh Dead by Daylight are getting some updates. They're gonna yeah. they're trying um, out uh, skill based uh testing again. So skill based matchmaking, which will essentially mean that you get match made, match maked, ma- ma- match what match made. This is a terrible start to a podcast. You get matched with. <laughs> you get matched like... with um with players of a similar skill set to you, rather than players of the same rank as you. So there'll be a hidden score that kind of tallies up how well you did. It'll probably be something like amount of times you hit someone as killer. Um, amount of times you hooked them, amount of times you got hit with a pallet, uh, and that will all accumulate to some off-camera score that then um, that then they can use to calculate who you get match made with next. Uh, which I think is the same for Apex Legends as well, because anyone who's played Apex will know what it's like to win your first match ever, and then immediately, in fact, not even your first match, every time I've won a match in Apex Legends, the next lot of matches are absolutely garbage because I did well for one game. So it sort of knocks yeah. me back down. Um, and it's a kind of a sly way of doing it, I think, because you, what you do is you sort of create this false hope in people that they're doing really well. When really all that happened was they did so badly that they got lumped in with a bunch of other people that were doing really, really bad. And then they do well, go up, and then they do really, really bad again for ages. And the cycle continues. And it definitely adds to that addictive feeling that comes with games like Apex Legends, for example. Because you... Uh, you, you, it's, it's that whole sort of one more game, one more game, and then I'll win. And yeah. then you do win, but it's the one in ten game that you've just won, and then the next nine games are garbage, you know? That's not a very yeah. accurate thing. It's probably more like one in 50. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. It might be good. I think it'll probably be good for the game. I don't know what the difference really is between that and ranked max ma- matchmaking, but... We'll just have to see because isn't ranked. I'm 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 looking forward to essentially... matchmaking being based on ability, not rank, because 
Um, I'm not very good at the game, but I've played it quite a lot. So my I mean, rank... you've never played Killer before ever. You've only just started. Yeah, so you, you're but not going you to get it. matched by your player rank, not your ability as Killer. So I was matched by people that were with people that were a lot better than me, and I did not like that. Mm. So I am yeah. excited to be uh, to be matched with players that are the same level of shit as me. <laughs> then I well, well, that's have... the thing, though. It's like it, you get matched lower and lower and lower until you get matched with people that you're better that, than, and then you beat them. But then you go up in the in that in that scoreboard, and then start doing bad again. You know? Yeah. It, I I don't know, but it can probably help people get more into the game. I suppose. I not just too, want to be sure. with people that I can actually kill. Speaking yeah. of games that have been updated, anyway, um, I'd quite like to talk about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Like, is it worth it now? Is the question. You know, it's the question that I asked myself before I brought it, uh, anyway, regardless of the answer to that question, uh, I did end up buying the game um, last week, or the week before, I think, and I've been playing it for about a week or so. Um, and is it worth it now? I think the question, that the, the answer to that is more, is, 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 is more about the fact that you shouldn't expect things from video games ever. I think that's what the like because it's a classic tale, isn't it? Of video game gets announced, so many people have ideas in their head of what of the concept of what this game is going to be like, and then it comes out and it's not as good, right? That happens a lot, okay? Yeah. But in the case of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, not only was it not what everyone hyped it up to be. It also didn't work. <laughs> it was a yeah. glitchy mess that didn't work anywhere uh, and got pulled from stores, right? Which I think was a, a, a historical first, if I remember correctly, at least for the the PlayStation. Yeah, um, it was, I remember rightly. Yeah, exactly. So I think that if you played Cyberpunk 2077 now without knowing what happened when it came out and without ever watching a trailer or ever sort of like getting that initial hype that people had for years and years prior to the game coming out if you looked if you if you looked at the game without of those two things sort of clouding your mind about it it's actually a pretty solid game um they've updated it it's not as as much of a glitchy mess it still is quite glitchy but then Skyrim is everybody's favorite game, and that is so much worse, I'd say. Um, it 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 feels right, you know. It's got that aesthetic, like that sort of like neon lights. Everybody's got cybernetic implants and stuff. There's still some really shit stuff. Like if you go to a crowded area and shoot your gun in the air, all the civilians will run away and cower from the gunfire, right? But they will all yeah. do the exact same animation at the exact same um, uh, and run in the exact same direction. So you've just got a bunch of people all heading to the same spot and then all crouching down with their arms above their heads in the exact same animation. And it's actually kind of terrifying. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> because it just it really brings you out of that immersion. It's something that I hope would be fixed, not something I'm guaranteeing it will be fixed. But in terms of story and gameplay and stuff, it's not what I because I I had this hype thing as well when it first came out of like hyping up a game well beyond whatever it ever could have been. It's not it it's never gonna meet that standard, but it's still good, you know. Yeah. Have you ever had any games, Casper, that you think um, were that you got really hyped for and then were disappointed for when it came out? Can we say all of the Adventure Time games ever made? <laughs> How because many Adventure Time the, the games first, are there? There is an open world one now, which I've played a bit of, but I haven't finished. And I yeah. Before, before I lose my subscription on PlayStation now. Oh, it gets taken off it. Uh, yeah. But there was the first Adventure Time game was called Adventure Time and What the Dungeon or something along those lines. And they marketed it as like an open world slash platform and Mario style game. And yeah. then it came out. I paid £45 for it because it was in the early 2000s and... No, it was in the late 2000s, and in that price, in that time, that's what games were. Was it called Adventure Xbox Time, 16. Explore the Dungeon, Because I Don't Know? Yeah. And what a title. It was not like we, like anybody was expecting at all. It was a dungeon crawler, but a bad one. It was not mm. a good one at all. Um, everything was repeated, and it just wasn't worth the money. The even the art style was nothing like Adventure Time. Yeah, uh, it just it was massively disappointing, um, and that I seem to remember was the one game that I was actually disappointed in and actually returned to the store. Oh, level of did you manage in. to take it out? Did you manage to take it back? Yeah, because I took the, it back. It was the for the day. Nintendo 3DS, right? No, I had it for the Xbox 360. Oh, yeah, there it is for the Xbox 360 as well. And oh. the reviews are bloody awful. I don't even know if I'll be able to find any because this game got buried. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the Adventure other Adventure Time, time games. Uh, the, the other Adventure reviews, Time games let's, let's are apparently better, but I'm anxious about trying them because... Adventure Time meant so much to me, and that game was so rubbish. They kind of put me off ever playing one of them again. Uh, Adventure Time, explore the dungeon because I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo 3DS, 4.2 out of 5 on Amazon. I just remember it being very, very bad. Yeah. And it was back when games were different on each console as well. Because uh, that was a thing back then. Yeah. I'm not sure why. Um, but I think that was... it. Pr I think my the the issue, mate, because these these reviews aren't so bad. You know, they're not the worst reviews for a video game I've ever seen. I think, um, the issue is I think it was built for the Nintendo 3DS, and then they might have just ported it to the xbox i don't yeah. know i don't know the game i don't know the story i never played this and i wasn't aware that it even existed so i'm not entirely sure but the reviews on amazon for the 3ds version are pretty positive um 
In fact, they are pretty positive generally. I think it's just the fact that they may have just ported it to the Xbox and stuff. Because yeah. ported games don't always go well. Looking at you, Batman Arkham Knight. Um, like, it doesn't Let me always work. Xbox Adventure Time I explore the dungeon. Because... When Batman Arkham Knight came out, it's fixed now, but that also got pulled from uh, the Steam store because it just didn't fucking work. Uh, oh, yeah. Because they built it for consoles, and then they just they just ported it, and it was a really bad port. They used a third party to port it to the PC, and it just ran like garbage. What? Yeah, that's what they did with this Adventure Time game. The Adventure mm -hmm. Time review is two stars out of out of five. Yeah. Um, but there there is a lot more Adventure Time games now, and I was playing through Adventure Time Pirates of the Encarnation, and that was what I wanted it to be. It's like it's like a D and D open world game, but unfortunately, it's only one player, and I would very much like. For it to be two players, so one. There needs to be more two-player games. Like, like there isn't, it, it... there isn't really an excuse these days to have a game not be couch co-op. Let me you know? see if there is. Other than, of... I guess, money. Money's uh, an excuse people like to use, or they don't like to use it. They just do it because I guess you make more money. Everyone makes more money if, apart from the person buying it, obviously, if your game has no local co-op and you have to buy an extra console if you're playing on console in order to buy it. The console yeah. uh, people make money, Sony make money, Microsoft make money, and also the game dev makes money because multiple people have to buy their fucking game. Like, like a prime example is Fall Guys. There is... Other than money, there is no reason why Fall Guys shouldn't be couch co-op. It is the perfect yeah. game to play you uh, with friends at home. Split screen it. Yeah, you. Well, no, you would. You would definitely need to split screen it. But you could have up to four people playing Fall Guys because you can. You can have up to four people in a squad on Fall Guys now. Anyway, but they all have to own a copy of the game. And that's just so annoying, man. Like, I would love to be able to just sit down with my housemates and play Fall Guys in the same room. Yeah. Because that's a good time, you know? Um, we played a game recently together, The Ascent, which came out um, fairly recently. It's kind of like a, a nice cyberpunky RPG game, uh, but with top-down style rather than first-person. Uh, and that's local co-op. You can only play if you have two controllers. You can't play with a keyboard and the controller for some reason. Um, but that's real fun. And that's an example of a game sort of doing it right. I know there was a lot of errors and issues with it when it first came out. But it's been good, you know? I really like that. There's a lot of cyberpunky kind of stuff that's coming out right now that I'm definitely here for. Because I love that aesthetic. I don't know why. There's just something about it. Um, it also paints a very bleak picture of our future because there's always something in a cyberpunk universe, either like VR that's gone so far that people can't even tell what's real anymore, or new drugs that are so addictive that you just take one hit and you're done for the rest of your life, um, or, uh, or cybernetic... 
or cybernetic implants that you know fuck people up or just you know general pollution and stuff uh or wally that's not a depressing thing wally's adorable yeah but but the everything about that film other than wally and eve is depressing as fuck that's true that's true yeah yeah like either people become too lazy like in in future movies in, in movies like that are set in a futuristic sci-fi universe people are either so lazy that they lose like themselves like the like the people in wally or they are they they end up becoming like cybernetic monsters or something committing yeah. cyber crimes with their cyber suits because everything has to have the word cyber in front of it because that's how we know that it's cool um but yeah i am definitely here for the cyberpunk games uh i really wish cyberpunk 2077 hadn't been killed as much on launch it's a good game it's just a classic example of uh developers well not even developers not it wasn't developers fault. it's the um the higher ups you know the people the ceos the people in charge just pushed it so hard too hard and they killed it uh, and they fucked up their launch, and now no one cares about the game, which is a shame because I'd say it's actually quite a good game if you. you I know, feel sorry for the people that, that bought that bought the Cyberpunk edition chair that was like six hundred pounds and bright yellow. And Jesus then Christ! Didn't even it know that existed. That's intense. Uh, um, I feel sorry. I feel mainly I feel sorry for the um, for the the developers. You know, the actual work, the actual people on the ground who worked real hard to try and get a game finished and then were telling the people higher up the chain that they were not ready and that it shouldn't be released and then it gets released anyway, anyway, you know, like yeah. people probably lost their jobs and money and <clears throat> got, uh, and, and I heard that some people got death threats over the internet and stuff. No one deserved that. That's real. That's way too far. If you really give it that much of a shit about a video game, make your own fucking video game, and then you can see how fucking hard it is. I've tried to make video games. It is very, very difficult, which is why I always, every time I give advice on how a game could be better, I always say, like, games are hard and I don't know what I'm doing, so Yeah, don't that's listen why I feel me. bad complaining but... about games like the shitty Adventure Time game. When you can see that someone tried, you know? Like, when you can see that someone really made the effort to either make you happy, keep you distracted, give you a scare if it's a horror game. When you can see that someone really actually tried and their heart is at least somewhere in it, that's lovely. That's always nice to see. It can, And it can be a fucking five minute long uh, indie game or it can be a weirdly cobbled together thing that just lasts an hour. Or it can be a massive AAA game that took many, many years um, and takes hours and hours to complete. As long as you can see that people really, really cared about it whilst they were making it, that is part of the experience, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then there's some things where people just don't care, like those that released Cyberpunk too early. Um, I don't know. Huh. Um, should we change topic entirely because that seems uh, to sort of yeah, stumble to can, a halt? Um, yeah. Right, okay, so, uh, talking of terrible people, we weren't, but I guess we are now. Fuck! 
Um, uh, Brian, thank you for the follow and the, the, the fuck sound alert in my chat. Um, yeah, talking of people that I don't like, uh, Prince Andrew has been, is finally having legal action taken against him, which is nice to see. Um, I think... I can't pronounce the name either. Uh, yeah, no, hold on, I, one second. I, I think I, I think I know how to pronounce this. Um, so, uh... Virginia uh, Gil Gilfrey? I want to say Gilfrey. It's G-I-U-F-F-R-E. Uh, Virginia Gilfrey. She, obviously, she's well publicized. I don't think she needs an introduction. Uh, she's very well publicized at this point because she has come out with all of this damning um, accusations and stuff against Prince Andrew and Epstein and, and things like that. Um, and they are finally taking act active legal um legal action against prince andrew um they being her and her team of prob probably team of lawyers um but uh oh apparently she she's claiming that she tried to avoid taking the case to court um but you know she she's got to push it now because the there's this this is something I didn't know that kind of um, destroyed my faith in humanity a little bit is there is a statute of limitations in New York for child sexual abuse. I did not know that. Um, why the fuck is there a statute of limitations on this? So anyway, she came out and she's and, and her and her team are now taking him to court over this um, because it, I think it was maybe a couple of days ago um, or maybe in a couple of days, I can't really remember, that the statute of limitations runs out and she will no longer be able to. So she's started the process now because soon she won't be able to. Um, and... What do you think, Casper? How do you think this is going to play out? Like, this is going to be... T this is going to take years. It's going to take years how I and hope years or and how years. I think. But, uh, well, I, I would like to think that you hope the same as I do that he will get to answer for his crimes, go to prison, and the whole facade of wealth and power uh, being able to get you anything you want with no repercussions completely gets destroyed. However... How do you think it will turn out? Yeah, that that is what I hope for. However, I feel like what will happen will that he's rich so he will get away with it. Yeah. Yes. Um that's that's the thing. I think that he will never be able to have the public spotlight again. Because a lot of this a lot of this comes down to the court of public opinion, you know, that that whole thing. It's the same sort of reasoning and the same kind of mentality as cancel culture, which sometimes is a bad thing, but sometimes is a good thing as well. Um, it's a good thing when you legitimately call out uh, publicly someone who is incredibly abusive and deserves it uh, so that people know 
like if it's a, if it's a content creator or something they know not to work with them or or brands don't pick them up or in the case of the royal family they sort of cut ties with him and he can't really do any sort of public uh, appearances or interviews anymore um yeah that's good you know that i i believe that that kind of thing is good the unfortunate thing is is once you get past a certain point of monetary value um it doesn't matter not much in your life will change if you're a content creator like some of the people uh, over the past couple of years that have been called out for some horrific stuff um if you're a content creator then you you know you lose your brands you might not be able to make videos anymore but if you've made so so much money all you have to do is i don't know anonymously invest in something like buy yeah. a business buy a shop and just don't put your name on it or whatever because at that point you've got so much money the only thing you have left to spend money on is making more of it you just do that and you're set for the rest of your life yeah. and that's the bad thing that's 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 the thing that that because that, like you can make these people stop having their public appearances but you can't make them stop living their private lives and that's unfortunate like everyone has the right to privacy but people should be in prison <laughs> there are yeah, some people, people that should just be in prison and i feel like he's one of them uh sahil welcome welcome to the um to the stream thank you for showing up uh preach brother preach says sahil in my chat um we we are yes we're just talking about that, uh that's prince andrew Yes, nonsense are bad. Nonsense I don't think I don't think that we you really needed us to tell you that, but nonsense are bad people, you know. Sorry to bring this completely mind blowing revelation to your door, but generally, not generally, completely nonsense are bad people. Um, yeah, and if and and if you needed us to tell you that nonsense are bad people, I think I think you you need to. Uh... Check yeah. Life a little bit. Yeah, legit. Hmm. Um. So yeah, how I think it will pan out. He's rich. He's wealthy. He's part of the royal family. I think that he will never go to prison or be arrested. However, yeah. I do think he will never publicly show his face again. However, I don't think that that will really affect him much in his life which is unfortunate yeah um, it is unfortunate how i hope it will turn out is completely different I, I you know i always hope that with these things every time i see something like this that finally someone will actually get repercussions for their actions someone from the royal family someone who like high up in government or whatever who has done diabolical horrible things will finally get the, the the what they deserve yeah never happens but i really wish i really wish that it could um oh yeah same no sahil we're not gaming today we are just doing the podcast today um but we did talk a bit about gaming news and stuff uh earlier um and we do like to talk a little bit about video games on here anyway that's we just are also of, uh... coming to the conclusion that podcasts are a lot harder to do when you don't have a guest that's not true we've 
We managed, we, we did about like 20 odd episodes before we even had one guest. So, yeah, you know. It is nice to switch up a bit. Okay. Let's talk, let's, let, let's talk a little, we're on episode 30 now, right? That Which means we've been doing 30 weeks worth of well, podcasts. It's almost a year. Yeah, it's over halfway to a year. Well done us. Woo. I'm clapping. Clap, clap, Casper. Casper. I am clapping. Can you not hear that? Oh. No. Casper? Ka Can you hear that? No. Why can't you hear my clapping? I'm clapping right next to my mic. Clap really Let loudly. Try again. <laughs> nope. <laughs> my mic just isn't picking it up. For some reason, my <laughs> mic is only picking up my voice. It's not picking up the claps. That's a good quality microphone then. Um... <laughs> That is, um, oh god. What, what if I clap and speak? Are you ready? Speaking, speaking, speaking. Did you hear that? I, it, it makes your voice real fuzzy. I don't know. Anyway, well, the point is, we've made it to 30, mic, is what 30 episodes, uh, which means we've been doing this for 30 weeks, which is really cool. And Sahil says, I really like a nice chill screen where I can just talk to the person. That's exactly it. That's exactly... Uh, why we do this. So let's talk a little bit about the podcast and, and why we do it, because we, we've got 30 episodes in. Um, so the podcast is podcast uh, 850,001. Um, and the reason it's called that is because when I looked up how many podcasts there were, there were, it said there were about 850,000 of them. Okay? About 30 million episodes, which is why it's 30 million and 30, you know? Uh, yeah. that whole kind of thing. And the reason for that is because I just wanted to make a podcast where the whole point of it is that we're just sitting down and talking about whatever the hell we want to. And the message behind that is really anybody can do that. All you need is yeah. a microphone. You don't even need a camera to broadcast on Twitch. You could just, you know, pre-record some gaming footage and talk over that or whatever. Um, you don't need much to start a podcast. You just need a microphone and something to process that microphone with. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's that's where you start. And it's the same with all types of content creation. Like, if you're listening to this and you want to start that YouTube channel or that Instagram account or that art page or that website or start streaming on Twitch or just start a podcast, you can. That's the idea. Yeah. Um uh sahil says i definitely agree with the other person which is casper uh podcasts yeah. are really difficult um well that's 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 what i'm trying to say though is they're not <laughs> they aren't actually that I, difficult obviously i feel like there would be a lot more difficult if it, if there was just one person like yeah podcasts where people are just having a conversation with themselves i commend them those people deserve a medal yes no i have seen podcasts like that and they do go, they, they are quite, like, I do appreciate it, but also it can get kind of boring because there's you, a you, clear lack of direction. Listening to someone's stream of consciousness at that point, and it's a bit Yeah, strange. and, like, when you do that with streaming as well, like, that's why it's called streaming, it's a stream of consciousness. But at least there's something, like, the streamer can distract with and from as well when they're playing a game or something and if we're doing the podcast we're talking to each other this is getting very meta now but you know 
It's, yeah, at least you've it's, got it's a game good. to talk about and things but to yeah, just off. If you want to start that podcast, just start that fucking podcast, man. Just start the thing that you want to do because uh, life is short and it's not really that hard. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'm saying this because we're now currently meta-analyzing our own podcast and other people's podcasts because we ran out of things to talk about. <laughs> so when I say that it's it's not difficult, obviously there's a bit of hypocrisy there because we are currently talking about that. Um, but, you know, we just don't plan very well. That's what. That's all that this yeah, is. Yeah, we didn't. We could just go on. Twi- we could just go on Twitter and have a look at what's trending. You know, like that's that's a perfectly valid thing to do, if that's what you want to do. Um, yeah. Uh, which is what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm going to do too. Yes. Uh, oh. Oh, actually, we could talk a little bit about some stuff that's happening on twitch Which do better is trending um so yeah twitch oh do it's better because is, of bot is, accounts is is trending exciting yeah there has been a lot of bots accounts recently if you guys oh, bot by accounts the way are attacking marginalized creators apparently they're attacking um they're attacking a lot of a lot of people so essentially what's happening with the bot accounts uh, and this is, be wary of this, by the way. I don't really want to say any names of these bot accounts because I don't want you to look them up. But there are some names you will see, like, if you if you, if you you have a bunch of people follow you in a row and they all have very similar sounding names, the chances are they are all bots and you need to be careful. Don't click on them. Don't go to their account. Don't look them up. Uh, don't go to any of that because there have been uh, reports of some They're incredibly bots. racist. I haven't heard that at the all. The bots, uh, okay. judging from this from this hashtag, the bots that people are complaining about are all incredibly racist. Okay, well the bots that I've heard about are the they when you click on them and visit their page, you get uh, they log your IP address. Uh, which means they can uh, DDoS you. I don't 100% know what DDoSing is, but I se- essentially, from what I from what I have heard about it, it's sort of flooding your internet connection with a bunch of with so much stuff that it essentially shuts down and you can't do anything with it. Um, I don't, don't really understand what 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 they gain from that, but you know. Yeah, distributed denial of services. So, you know, like if like uh, if you've ever watched a Twitch streamer, like a like I've seen some big Twitch streamers, they play on a server, and then because they're playing on that server of this game, and people can find what server they're on, they DDoS the server, which shuts it down because they're just yeah. control the streamer. You know, that kind of thing happens a lot. My question of the stream is still, who's your favorite serial killer? <laughs> Let's just turn that one off real fast. Um, For those that are lacking context, because this is the podcast and not my usual stream, um, I've been doing a question of the stream where I ask a user to submit a question of the stream 
Um, and because I was playing Dead by Daylight yesterday, the question was, who's your favourite serial killer from fiction or non-fiction? Um... <laughs> uh, Sahil says, oh no, I saw you're recording the podcast for YouTube as well. Please excuse me if I spoiled the audience experience. This is the thing. This is why we call it a discussion podcast, because Twitch chat can be involved. And also... We do actually broadcast this. We broadcast this live, if you didn't know. Uh, it, that reminds me. Anyone who's watching on YouTube uh, or listening on Spotify or a bunch of other podcast places, because we're on loads of podcast places now. Yay. Look at us go. Being professional and shit. Um, <laughs> uh, you can, you know, uh, follow along, subscribe, and all that kind of thing. And if you can, leave a comment on whatever you're listening to this on. Uh, please do feel free to add to the discussion and we may bring up your comments in another episode and discuss it then. But if you would like to join in the discussion live, uh, I broadcast this live over on twitch.tv slash Zenith Games. Casper would be broadcasting his this live, but he hasn't for a while. Um, but yeah, that's part of the whole whole part of it is the audience interaction. Anyway, that being said about my uh, um, question of the stream, Casper, who's your favourite serial killer, fiction or non-fiction, and why? Probably Jeffrey Dahmer, because I'm old school. However, I do think that favourite is a... Well, a yeah, by favourite, I mean interesting. Who do you yeah, think is the most because, interesting? Because, because I think they Jeffrey are all Dahmer, terrible just people. because he, he did it all while living with his grandma in his grandma's house without her finding out and i find that that is is the most yeah that's it is the most intense. Uh, shocking element of his story mm. yeah um, and um because how did she not find out how quiet was he because i could assume murdering people makes a lot of noise yeah, probably. I think uh, that's a pretty safe assumption. How, how did he manage to smuggle the bodies out without her finding out? And how did that poor grandma feel after she found out that it was all happening? She must probably have been devastated, honestly. Unless she was like a secret, uh, unless she was a secret imposter and she was in on it the whole time, and then I mean, no one suspected I, her because she was. A I don't lady. think she was. I listened to a podcast once. You said that she wasn't. No, no, she probably wasn't, but it would be interesting, you know? Uh, but yes, favourite is definitely the wrong term. They are all terrible people, don't get me wrong, but it's definitely interesting because of how far human minds can go. Like, yeah, because you never really get a straight answer, you know, because usually these people are now dead uh, or they're no fit state to have any interviews or any kind of uh conversation about why or they don't even know themselves why they just did and it was done um yeah my favorite my my, my f quote unquote favorite is uh richard ramirez just because of that exact reason of like no one you can't explain that man's brutality he just suddenly started killing it was like he yeah, was the ones that just snap for no apparent reason it was like he was just are the most a, interesting i think it was like he was just a a, a a demon that just popped up out of hell just completely out the blue and just started killing 
he came out of nowhere just started a like and not even a rampage because it wasn't a rampage he killed over multiple times he planned stuff he just did it in quite a short period of time and really intensely and he just sort of skipped from house to house just killing people for no real reason and no one could ever really explain it and he just essentially was just like yeah fucking satan told me to do it or whatever the fuck that's yeah, not what he said was... but you know like i did i did attempt scary, to watch man. that i did attempt to watch that that netflix series about him but it was just too long it should have mm. been one two hour long documentary as no, opposed don't, don't, to eight one hour richard episodes. ramirez really isn't a very long uh story because it, it I, was talking was about the people that like stayed in the hotel with him while he was murdering people and the witnesses were being interviewed and his loved ones were being interviewed yeah. and it just went on a bit to uh oh wow he bit... died in 2013 Didn't know that's that. not very long ago no it really isn't uh sorry um... i was just Oh, he um, spent roughly 24 years on death row before deaths from cancer. That's interesting. Wow, imagine being put on death row and then dying from natural causes. Yeah, so it was a... It was... I always thought they killed people straight away with death row. But... It was a little over a year. No, because they have to sort of like wait it out. Um, it's a little over a year that he did his crimes, like from April 10th to august 24 so it's really not a long story it's just yeah and just netflix just dragged it out and it just wasn't killed me. loads um 19 he was sentenced to 19 death sentences it's interesting convicted for 13 counts of murder five counts of attempted murder 11 counts of sexual assault and 14 counts of burglary uh, at that point burglary doesn't really fucking matter does it <laughs> like yeah, you get down the list and burglary just does, doesn't seem to be that important um but yeah it was a lot of acid and satanism and stuff which by the way as a satanist this man does not represent us they, yeah. they, there's there's a difference between satanists and devil worshippers and this man is definitely a devil worshipper i really he, don't he like i really as don't Alice like was jeffrey Dahmer. never yeah. murder people in your grandma's house without just don't murder people in general i don't think i don't think the grandma's house has anything to do with it just don't murder people i feel but again this is one of those things that if you need us on this podcast to tell you that i think you may need to see therapist yeah <laughs> Um, yeah. Also, Sahil says, my favourite serial killer is Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't um, think I've ever seen it. You would have. We have watched the first one together, I think. Yeah, no, um, we watched the first Halloween together on Halloween. That's interesting. I'm fairly confident we have watched um, the first Freddy Krueger I've, I've seen Freddy vs. Jason. Mm, I haven't. Uh, but yes, he... Um, he's a very interesting one i do like the whole concept of um seeing it's going into other people's dreams that kind of thing uh, yeah it it's a bit fun. terrifying isn't it it's like Aye. the bfg but evil <laughs> like the bfg but evil if they make another if they make another uh, nightmare on elm street movie they should use that as the tagline 
Uh, I think that's perfect. Like the BFG, but evil. That's quite funny. Yeah, Casper should be Casper should be in charge of uh, the BFG. Uh, the B uh, the new Nightmare on Elm Street marketing. Yes, exactly. Um, someone did make the point uh, during my live stream yesterday when this question, uh, who was your favourite serial killer, uh, was asked. Uh, um, someone made the point of um, fictional... There, there's favourite fictional serial killers only because humans are scary enough without thinking about the terrifying aspects of the things that people can be driven to do or just snap and end up doing which i think is a quite very valid point really because it, it is like the world is terrifying i feel like we make up things as a as you know as a species as humanity we make up things like nightmare on elm street and jason Voorhees um and uh and scream and things like that to sort of combat the idea of these people existing in real life you know if you turn it into like an entertainment if you turn it into something that people can watch and maybe be scared by but then go home at the end of the day and and be happy and safe in their own lives it's sort of it is sort of um makes things easier <laughs> you know yeah it sort of vents people's fears into a creative aspect which can make things uh, easier generally i find horror movies funny and actually if there's anybody out there uh listening to this on whatever uh or in in chat right now uh do you find horror movies funny like it is, depends is there anybody what, what else sort of who movies. finds find horror like... movies hilarious because i, I I find, find like, horror the movies purge so funny. And stuff like that, funny. Yeah, yeah. The purge but, is hilarious. Well, uh, there's a few of them hmm. that I don't find well, funny. Well, the the Chucky movies, like the, the Chucky movies, Charles, are meant the to Charles be funny. Play. Child's Play. Child's Play, the first one, is genuinely scary, but it's also hilarious because they're being attacked by a three foot high doll. That's and that as a concept is ridiculously funny then the movies get worse and worse in terms of horror but better and better in terms of how hilarious they are because they're just so bad and i think it's the same with like friday the 13th and halloween and stuff is as long as they don't try and take themselves too seriously you can have a laugh with them even if they do take themselves a bit seriously you can still have a laugh with it if it's a bad horror movie yeah like horror movies are my favorite genre to watch because Either you'll get a good horror movie, which will actually genuinely scare you, which I can only think of a handful off the top of my head that I've managed to do that, or you get essentially a, a comedy. That's essentially what you get. Yeah. Because, again, it's just sort of um, uh, trivializing or, or, or just making light of this, this, um, this, this, these things that actually exist in real life. Yeah. Um, I the the only movies, the only horror films that I think have ever genuinely scared me are that I can think of right now are It Follows and The Conjuring. I get um, more scared by psychological thrillers, like yeah, uh, 
just because I find the ones that are so close to reality, they could be real. They really get yeah. to me, and I don't know what, why. What, what kind of ones do you mean? Which what, Give us a name. Um, I've forgotten what it's called, but do you know that one where he flips a coin to, has, to make decisions, and it's got Jared Leto in it, Reprieve for a Dream? Is it... Uh, no... Is it that called one. Requiem for a Dream? Because that's a different movie. I don't know. I I always think it's Requiem for the a Dream. Which like, one's Requiem the, for a Dream? The it's about heroin addiction. It's about addiction in general. Is is right, Requiem for me... a Dream? It could definitely be described as a horror movie. In fact, pretty much everything Requiem that happens for a dream in it is, is, is a horror now. movie. It's it's essentially a horror movie. Yeah, it's it's quite terrifying. That did also, freak me out. Also, it's not the movie I thought it was going to be. I've never. I haven't was. watched Shrek Eternal Sunshine for a Dream since of a the first mine, time. I think it was. That's there's nothing about a coin in that one either. Eternal Sunshine for right, Spotless Mind. I'll get back to you by ne I'll get back to you for next week. Okay. With what that film is, because it'll take me a lot longer than. Yeah. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is great. It's not, it could be described as a horror movie in some senses, but it's not really you know um but yeah requiem for a dream is definitely one i found that one too depressing um that's that i really like depressing a, a, movies that's definitely an example of 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 a horror concept or design that is so close to reality that you just don't want to think about it you don't want to watch it um, I, th I think at that point it starts to cross that line between fiction and reality that's just not comfortable to see. I've only yeah, watched Requiem think... for a Dream once. I never want to see it again because it, uh, you know, I've met people that are like the characters in the movie. Uh, I've had some experiences that are like the characters in the movie. I relate to it too much and I'm also repulsed by it too much. It's just sets off all kinds of weird things in my brain that i don't want to think about so i don't like watching it but i yeah, also I think... love the fact that it exists because i adore things that make me feel something even if that something is so repulsed i never want to see it again you know yeah i think i like, think I a lot of really movies about addiction or like that like i watched uh ben is back or ben is home one of the two it was called yeah. um, and it, it was one of those obscure movies that i saw at the cinema at a really obscure time in the morning because it was just so small nobody had heard of it and yeah. it was about this lad who was in his early 20s coming home for christmas from rehab and it was quite possibly one of the worst like well one of the most harrowing movies I've ever seen. Mm. And that really creeped me out because it could have quite easily been one of my friends. Um, he came, I'm not going to spoil it, but it was about him coming home for his first family Christmas for years after being in rehab. And the whole atmosphere of the movie was just so uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, especially when he was around the kids because you could tell that the adults were like he shouldn't be around the kids like you never really found out what he did while he was on the drugs but it was one of them you didn't need to know it was very good and i'd like to rewatch it at some point actually yeah um a sort of horror movie i don't like as well are ones that are shocking for the sake of being shocking 
Yes. Like, like uh, a Serbian film is the first one that pops into my brain. Yeah, there's 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 movies it's that just... are designed for to, to to be shocking, and they're boring as fuck, man. They are yeah. really dull. Like I don't because there's no substance to them. If you can make me feel something as a symptom of a really good story, then that's one thing. But if you go out of your way to just shock factor me, it's just dull. It's just not. Yeah, not, like no that Megan there. is missing. I, where like, it was like, like a ten-minute scene from the dead body's perspective. Spoiler: she dies. Yeah, Megan is missing. Was is was definitely very uncomfortable. There was a lot of scenes in that that just didn't need to be there. Um, and but the the whole thing with Megan is missing is it's meant to be a shock factor film. And I think there were interviews with the cast and crew afterwards that essentially sort of showed that the whole idea was it of it was essentially to just um shock teenagers parents into being more careful with them over the internet uh and you know things like that which didn't fucking work by the way yeah <laughs> um and i think because most people would watch that and just think oh my god this movie is kind of shit and it's trying to force this feeling rather than you know just letting the feeling come with the movie this will be yeah, said i have felt. never written directed or shot a film in my fucking life so i have no idea what i'm talking about and i'm currently reading an article uh that is just says senior medic sacked after prescribing antidepressants to patient's dog um, which I what? think is a far more interesting article than what? whatever the fuck I was talking about. Um, there was a medic and she described, prescribed antidepressants to a patient's dog. Um, dogs I don't know an... why. I know dogs can get depressed. Oh, yeah. Uh, because seeing, seeing dogs after they've just lost, after their owners just died, is the most heartbreaking thing in the world. Yes. Uh, but so... why did they get sacked for giving their dog an giving a dog? Because you're not meant to not give dogs antidepressants, I think. But if they're uh... depressed, why not? Because they might not. Then they're not for dogs. You know, that's not like the the. Oh, the did idea. they give them people antidepressants? Not yeah, dog they gave them people oh. antidepressants. Are there dog antidepressants? Are I there... assume so. They're antidepressants for dogs. Um, yes, they are. There are. Um, Silomipramine uh, is approved for separation anxiety. Um, so you can get well, not, oh, you can get you can get them to help your dog anxiety. feel more relaxed really and calm. Annoying. But also, you know, just look after your dog. You know, you don't really need to be giving your dog medication unless they're in pain. You know, yeah. like, like just look after your your, your animals. <laughs> also, don't yeah. go to your GP and ask for antidepressants for your dogs. That's just kind of weird. Oh, also, if you're a, a GP, if not you're a vet. GP, no, no, it wasn't a vet. It was a natural. It was a GP. I assumed it medic. would be a vet. No, it's a GP. Oh, a woman went to her GP complaining about problems of sleeping, 
and worrying. Uh, just general anxiety, that kind of thing. Um, and she gave, and, and, and the GP gave her antidepressants for the dog. Oh, that is Not unsafe. sure why. Um, not entirely sure why. Uh, researched online and found the drug could also be used for humans after she was given a prescription by the vet. Uh, yeah. It's weird. That's a really weird article. Anyway, that's where I kind of want to end the podcast. Yeah, that's a nice ending. <laughs> I just wanted I to that switch that okay. out. The dog is fine, um, but hopefully not very depressed. You know? Yeah. I I, I would hope. I would I would I would wish. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you everybody for joining us over on YouTube and Spotify and the other things. Don't forget to follow or subscribe or like or whatever the fuck it is that you're supposed to do on whatever platform that you're listening to us on. Um, and and goodbye. I'll see you soon. Do you want to say goodbye, Casper? Goodbye. I will yeah. see you next bye, week. Bye, podcast. See you later. Bye, see you later. Podcast.